Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Neptune Rising. My name is Christina Farella and I am your host and astrologer for the next few moments, guiding you through the astrology of the week ahead. In this show, we'll be talking about the astrology of August 31st through September 6th. So the week coming up has lots on its plate. We have a full moon in Pisces, Mercury trining Saturn and Pluto, Venus opposing Saturn, the sun trining Uranus, Mars squaring Venus, Mercury entering Libra, and Venus entering Leo. So lots in the air as we move into a complicated month, which is September, one of my favorite months, but definitely a bit um, intense as we move through the end of summer of the year 2020, the year when everything became extremely complex (laughs) Um, or revealed its complexity, I really should say. So I hope that you're ready to listen to this for the next few moments. Hope you're comfy and ready to think about what lies ahead in our stars for the week. Welcome in, welcome to the show. I like to start each episode with a little bit of business, some announcements about what I'm working on these days, what's relevant in my universe, and what I have on offer. So as we move into a new month, I'd love to remind you that I am building community over on my Patreon. Um, We're going to be having our next moon circle on September 2nd at 6 p.m. PST, and These moon circles, though they're still, I feel like we're in beta, we're growing, we're figuring it out, but really what it is is um, certain patrons at the Euterpe tier and upwards come together with me in a Zoom call, everyone's favorite thing, um, each lunation to gather together and to learn how we can all be sharing the experience of the astrological energy that we're experiencing um, as a collective and both as you know individuals as well. So we have been growing together, getting to know one another, um, sharing about what we're calling in or releasing. And this month, or this week, I should say, with the Pisces full moon, we are going to be thinking deeply about what our own personal kind of magic is that we are being asked to engage and find a new orientation to with the full moon in Pisces. So I'm really looking forward to that. You can check out my Patreon if you're interested. Um, Another cool thing that I just um, shared with patrons is a very thorough but foundational introduction to planets in the natal chart. And I'm going to be leading us through a kind of Um, educational like 101 astro 101 experience in my patreon patreon um, because i think that it's so crucial for people to have the building blocks of this modality kind of on lock as they are learning i'm a self-taught astrologer and i'm super proud of that um, meaning i never had a teacher or a mentor I just did it by myself (laughs) with other like-minded, astrologically curious souls, of course. Nobody does anything in a vacuum. But, you know, I've studied this, um, this art, this science, this modality for 13 years. And so along the path, I definitely found myself being like, damn, I wish that someone could just spell this out for me (laughs) and I could have a conversation with someone. So, you know, I came of age before the huge rise in 
um, astrological internet information. And so I learned from books um, and chart observation. So anyway, now I'm here on the internet and so are you. So I find it part of my mission to um, bring really solid educational perspective to my practice. And that is what I will start sharing with my patrons. So first little bit of that is a 15-page ebook and a 15-minute recording all about the planets, what they do in the chart, what their archetypal resonance is, and then like nitty-gritty info like what signs they rule over and what they do in the chart and how we see their glyphs and if they're malefic or benefic or what their order is, like all of the kind of most basic components of what a planet even is, is what I have been sharing or what I shared in this little download. So check that out if that seems exciting or like something that you've been looking for by joining my Patreon. Um, Patrons at the $5 level, like the most basic one, are invited to all of that educational material. So that is there. The next little announcement is that my astrology and ritual class is going to be held on September 8th at 4 p.m. PST. And this is the class that I've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, but I will be teaching you how to use ritual um, in your own astrological practice, which is something that I do that I find very nourishing, very um, much something that reinforces your belief in magic (laughs) and your realization that we are so deeply connected to the energies of the cosmos as above so below style so um, tickets for that are 25 to 45 dollars sliding scale and you can find that link in my link tree as well to get your ticket Um, and that will be a zoom call like everything else in this year all right cool so let's talk about the astrology of the week ahead really truly there is so much on our plate in September. Um, the kind of biggest deal thing that I've got my eye on will be Mars's uh, retrograde station. But, you know, it's all relevant. <laughs> it's all here for us. And it is all super, super fertile and a bit combustive. So we can talk about, you know, the way that this year has reshaped our consciousness in very broad strokes, but by looking at the astrology of the day-to-day, which is something that I like to do to give myself grounding in this crazy world, we can see that there are processes and steps that we take in order to get to these bigger revelations or realizations that we have in our life. So I would say that the biggest kind of headline of the week is the fact that the moon will be full in Pisces. Um, Most ephemerises are noting this on the 2nd of September. I'm on the West Coast, so for me, it'll be in the evening um, at 10.22 p.m. on September 1st. So a little bit of that overnight wiggle, but regardless, we are here to figure out something uh, deeply healing and something that needs to be radically alchemized in our psyche with that full moon in Pisces. And we'll talk about that in detail, but we are building at this moment. We have been building all week um, and we'll build until Tuesday slash Wednesday with this lunar energy as it waxes to completion. So definitely, I would say an upswing in our emotional conversations. Um, The conversations that we're having in private, especially at home, right now can be tense, can be heavy, um, and can be really, really important. So if you're struggling, you know, I'm sending you support. It's not easy for anybody. 
right now, um, I would say. So don't feel like you're alone in that kind of convoluted mess of what the stars or what your situation has just brought to bear right now. So that's my little verbal hug. I hope that you like it. So on Monday, August 31st, the moon in Aquarius is going to be hanging out pretty much by herself. There are no other exact planetary aspects on this day. The moon in Aquarius brings a focus to humanitarian themes and how we emotionally resonate with these themes. The moon in Aquarius attunes our imagination and our emotional consciousness to the fact that we are more than an individual and that we need to find a way to connect with people who can help build a better world. Aquarius being that water bearer, the person who brings the necessary element of nourishment, um, water, to the collective, right, is representative of just what we need to thrive as a group. We all are kind of bound by this common requirement of water. Water in the Aquarian standpoint can really be anything. It can be emotional sustenance. It can be the spirit. It can be basic needs, right? Having our needs met on a very fundamental level. Um, and it can also be the kind of continuity of community as that water flows from the Aquarius signs pitchers. So, you know, in terms of other aspects, there's not much going on, but the moon will be waxing in Aquarius on Monday the 31st. So we're building energy working our way towards the full moon in Pisces. And I want to invite you to really sink deeply into conversations about what it means to be engaged in humanitarian work. We have all been thinking about this this year. It's extremely crucial for us to continue to think of more authentic, more aligned, and more equal ways of living, right? It is the only way forward. And so... With nothing else drawing our focus away from the moon on Monday, we can find that there is this really gentle invitation to, um, you know, think through what it is we're doing here in our groups, in our neighborhoods, in our schools or workplaces. So that's all here for us on that day. On Tuesday, September 1st, the moon will enter Pisces at 2.34 in the morning Pacific time, bringing us into the realm of that Pisces full moon, which will perfect itself at 10.22 p.m. PST when it strikes an opposition to the sun. This lunation finds us examining intentions or desires that we set back in late February around our own intuitive growth, our own empathetic and compassionate projects, and the way that we deal with healing that is both internal and external. I always like to think about what the Sabian symbol is that correlates with each lunation. And if you're not aware, the Sabian symbols are a set of channeled images, kind of like a tarot of astrology, um, channeled by a medium um, a long time ago. Uh, one image or one symbol for each degree of the zodiac. Um, so it's a very beautiful way of kind of getting under the skin of the symbolism of what a particular planetary point can mean. And you can use these for anything in your natal. You can look up the Sabian symbols for all of your planetary placements and from there kind of weave a picture of what the energies are all doing because they usually work together really gorgeously. Um, so if you're not familiar, definitely seek this out. Sabian symbols, they're beautiful. 
So the Sabian symbol for the Pisces full moon that we will have, um, which stations at uh, 10 degrees Pisces, guides us to Pisces number 11 in the Sabian symbols, which we see as men traveling a narrow path, seeking illumination. The keynote here is capacity inherent in every individual to seek at whatever cost entrance to a transcendent realm of reality. It goes on. This refers to the ancient and eternal symbol of the path of discipleship. The greatness of man is that he can always be greater, and the belief, deeply rooted in man's inner nature, is that if he fulfills the necessary conditions, he can find elders who have already attained a higher level of consciousness and will transfer their attainment and light to him. The path is always open to the pure of heart, the mentally aware, the conqueror of emotions, and the spiritually self-mobilized. This symbol opens the 69th fivefold sequence and a new level of consciousness. Man is always in the making and remaking. He can always go further, reach beyond, but he has to take the first step. Someone can show him the path, but he alone can do the walking. Thus, the Zen injunction, walk on. So this is revelatory of what the energy of the Pisces full moon brings to us. This kind of feeling that we are able to always tap into that kind of pull to do something maybe a bit, you know, I, I would avoid using the word higher because I think that that's hierarchical and therefore a little unnecessary in this kind of magical orientation. But um, we can always find that illuminated sense of self or that illuminated path so long as we are authentically walking forward one step at a time. Also, the Sabian symbol points to the importance of looking for others who are also on the same path or similar one as you. So there's something here too about calling in community and finding a connection with people who share your your desire, who share your vision, right? And that's very important, I would say, for all of us these days. So thinking about the actual chart of the full moon in Pisces, we see that the full moon always is indicated by an opposition between the sun and the moon. They are 180 degrees apart from each other, hence why the moon is fully illuminated by the light of the sun. So the sun and moon opposing activate a binary in the cosmos. The sun in Virgo opposing the moon in Pisces shows us this very kind of precious binary between the mundane and the magical. Virgo is the earth nurturer, the mutable earth sign ruled by Mercury with the kind of mission of Vesta or the nurse or the divine nurturer. Virgo is about tangible healing while Pisces is about psychic healing. So on this kind of binary, I think that sometimes maybe in our minds, we think about Virgo and Pisces as two affiliated signs. And for those of you who have Virgo and Pisces friends, maybe they seem quite different. Or for those of you who are familiar with the archetypes, maybe it seems like Virgo and Pisces are so radically different from each other. And you're not wrong. They're two opposite ends of a binary kind of energy field. However, they really share the same frequency, if we want to stay with that energy metaphor. Um, they share the same kind of vibration. They are both interested in healing. They're both very humanitarian and interested in bringing peace and harmony to the collective. They also really both love an underdog and are very interested in championing those who don't have a voice. 
Virgo does it though with like a routine and a healthy bedtime and nutrition and tinctures and meditation and knowing what's up. (laughs) Pisces does it through empathy, dream work, meditation as well. They share that, I would say. Um, You know, but that kind of tapping into a fantasy realm, visualization, imagining things, um, having a very really profound uh, connection to the inner child as well. These are all Piscean um, things, as is artistic creativity that is uh, more, I would say, automatic writing style than a Virgoan kind of expression, which is maybe more from like the gut or the nerves. So with the sun and moon and these two signs opposing one another, we are experiencing a kind of showdown between Virgo and Pisces energy. Um, You know, so between the ego orientation of the sun in Virgo and the emotional orientation of the moon in Pisces. This also brings up questions of self versus emotion or ego versus heart. So a full moon is always known to us as a moment of release. They ask us to make a choice and usually to end or break free from a cycle that we've been looping on for the past few months. This full moon in Pisces is really, in my interpretation, an invitation to release from old ways of denying your own magic or perhaps avoiding it or shutting it down or quieting it beyond recognition. Pisces is an alchemist associated with endings and beginnings or a liminal space between dreaming and awake. We are now invited to tap into what lies in that liminal space and if we want it, we can make it real, right? Full moons are a moment of manifestation or of bringing the dream into reality, making it tangible, making it real. This moon is going to be sextiling Uranus, bringing us closer to the freedom and change that we're seeking, but we must must consciously choose to lean into this dynamic. Sextiles are interesting aspects. They're positive and they're supportive, but we have to kind of like turn them on. We have to be like, yep, we're doing this now. So engaging that revolutionary or that kind of alchemizing energy within yourself is part of what this lunation requires of you to find that, you know, you're actually releasing or bringing into the tangible realm these dreams and desires. Also, just think back to where you were in late February. February 23rd was the new moon in Pisces. So the lunations work on a bunch of different levels. They can be relevant month to month, and they're also relevant from the new moon in one sign to the full moon in that same sign. And that usually gives us a span of about six months' time. So from one season to Um, you know, the next season when the sun is in the opposite sign of that first season, we find that there is this big sweep of growth. So look back in your journals, your emails, your texts, check in with yourself about what you were thinking about regarding healing, magic, dream work, your unconscious, um, escapism, addiction, healing that kind of, um, you know, that kind of uh, wavelength within, within you. I think this has been a deeply triggering year for many of us. So thinking a lot about what has been activated and then what you've learned about soothing that in yourself and in others is all relevant with this lunation. So yeah, that's what I have to say about the full moon in Pisces. I'll be talking about it more in depth with my patrons. So do join us if you feel like that would be something that um, would serve you at this time. So on Wednesday, September 2nd, the moon will still be in Pisces. Um, and Venus will be opposing Saturn. This will be putting pressure on our value. And with 
Saturn opposing Venus. We are finding pressure on our values. Sorry, I just had to stop my recording because my cat just started climbing the screen door and making a serious racket. So apologies for that weird chop. (laughs) Um, With Venus opposite Saturn, though, I think that this is a significant moment um, because Venus is all about softness and harmony. She's right now in the sign Cancer, which is all about the home and ancestral ties. Saturn is, of course, Saturn, and he is the disciplinarian of the Zodiac, currently in his home sign of Capricorn. So between the kind of nostalgia-seeking and comfort-seeking vibe of Venus and Cancer, um, and the kind of um, disciplinary and restrictive vibration of Saturn and Capricorn, there is this kind of tumult, or there is a kind of maybe gasp, or this feeling that we don't quite know even how to get our needs met if we even know what they are so this is a day to really be alert to those kinds of feelings and thinking deeply about how to perhaps maybe reevaluate what that all um, looks and feels like to you what is really important and why and how are you protecting that with a kind of responsible diligence so on this day the sun will also trine uranus uranus is the planet of invention and Uh, breaking free from the status quo. So new rules are being formed at this point. Uranus, though, is retrograde. So this will have more of an inward rewriting of the script impact for us. So more of like a kind of looking within, figuring out how to reframe our our definitions of freedom that is like less externalized um, than a normal Uranus transit and way more within the realm of what lies within. On this day, the moon will sextile Jupiter and can join Neptune, so inspiration and empathy can flow on Wednesday the 2nd. On Thursday, September 3rd, the moon will be void, of course, from 7.34 in the morning until 1.22 in the afternoon Pacific time, so take the morning slowly if possible. Um, When the moon is void, of course, it means that she is uh, kind of roving from one sign to another, unaspected. She's not colored by any kind of relationship or um, conversation with any of the other planets in the cosmos. And so when she is in this orientation, we say that she's neutral and we say that she is doing uh, relatively little. And so we too are allowed to kind of regroup and rest and take it slow. So I know it's not possible for all of us to just take off Thursday mornings, um, though I wish that the world worked that way. I think that We would be a lot more successful if we worked in tandem with the moon (laughs) and her void of courses and her other aspects, but that's just me. So if anybody knows who I can petition about that, get in touch. Um, But yeah, so having this kind of slow morning will be important um, to keep in mind. On Thursday, the moon is going to be sextiling Pluto. Um, So dredging up secrets from below is kind of on the menu. Mercury will try in Saturn, and we can work diligently and speak about our plans with like-minded and responsible people, Um, and the moon is going to oppose Mercury in that. So we're going to be finding that there's a lot on our minds, we're going to need to talk about it. The moon will try in Venus to help us find a more harmonious situation. So the kind of vibe on Thursday is like big conversations, I would say. Mercury trining Saturn, that's really about kind of putting you know, intention into your words, putting responsible focus into your conversations, into your thoughts, 
your thought patterns um, and reaching out to people who can maybe mentor you or bring you along the path or set you up to understand how to succeed. This is an educational aspect and also an aspect where we feel as though we are in a place to really express with maturity and resonance and gravitas. So important conversations might happen on Thursday. Um, do keep in mind, though, the moon op opposing Mercury is like a little spiky for us. So, you know, I would say this is a good day to feel really grounded and centered by doing some breath work or carrying a favorite stone, wearing a scent that you find really centering, um, perfume that you find really centering. Stuff like that is always just good practical magic to keep with you. So on Friday, September 4th, we are going to see Venus squaring Mars, bringing on what I wrote in my ephemeris, a clash of passions. <laughs> um, this is a really notable day just because Mars is basically not moving right now. Um, he is basically still as he is ready to station retrograde next week on the 9th. So this kind of square that he is receiving from Venus means that we are finding this kind of um, eruptive uh, energy, volcanic energy between the planet of harmony and the planet of, um, I would say, sweetness and pleasure and the planet of war and sex and passion. So having these two planets crash into each other in this way is stimulating. It is exciting and energizing. It's definitely um, going to be a bit overwhelming. So I would say keep an eye out for anything that seeks to uh, kind of over, um, yeah, overstimulate you, over excite you on this day. You're supposed to be paying attention to what it is that actually makes you feel passionate and what it is your passion actually is directing you towards, if that makes sense. So, you know, Venus clashing with Mars, um, you know, reminds me always of the fact that Venus and Mars had an affair in, in the myths, um, and it was so intense that they got really carried away and basically didn't care about anybody else. Venus was supposedly betrothed to Vulcan at the time, um, and he wove a net above their bed and caught them in the act, and it was a big deal on Mount Olympus. And so Venus square Mars is that kind of energy of like, clashing hearts, um, desire that doesn't really care what other people say or what other people see or do. So how are you directing that energy in your own life? How are you receiving it? What does it mean to you to be driven by passion and not thinking? <laughs> um, so that's what's coming to us on Friday, the planetary day of Venus. So that's significant as well. On Friday, September 4th, Mercury will sextile Venus. So energized but warm, talking about love and values is also on the menu. On Saturday, September 5th, Mercury is going to enter Libra, bringing us into a realm of thinking and talking about diplomacy, justice, the balance of power, and perhaps things like the arts, pleasure, beauty, things that we see and touch. Um, talking about sensor experience could be also something that we do. Um, our minds will be focused really on what's fair and rational. So that doesn't mean that life will be fair or rational, but we'll be pondering these themes um, through the rest of the month, really. Uh, Mercury stays in Libra through September 26th. So um, let that kind of guide, you know, your informational quests for the rest of the month after Saturday. Mercury entering Libra brings us from a place where, you know, Mercury is in Virgo right now and it 
you know, will have been in Virgo after it enters Libra. And um, when Mercury was in Virgo, it was accumulating research. It was doing all of this labor. It was digging deep, organizing info, figuring out what like color our binders need to be for each subject as we're going back to school and getting all of our pens and all of that good Virgo stuff. Mercury entering Libra though is like, okay, now we get to do something a little bit more detached. We get to do something a little bit more intellectual with that info. Um, less about the nitty gritty, more about the big picture. So thinking about the collective and fairness and justice is what comes through with Mercury in Libra. Um, I think it's also a really good energy to try to use for diplomatic conversation. So as we're leaning into, we're ramping up into the election craziness, um, this is a way of encouraging, I would say, diplomatic but informed and firm conversations with people that um, might have differing opinions from you. The moon will clash with the Capricorn Club on Saturday, on this day. Um, so hold on to your heart, is what I wrote on my calendar. Um, Capricorn Club being Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, who are all traveling pretty tightly conjunct in the late degrees of Capricorn. So, um, you know, moon clashing with Jupiter makes us have these over-the-top emotions. Um, moon clashing with Pluto, though, makes us feel a bit emotionally attacked or even... Um, unprotected, unable to defend ourselves from the randomness of the world, the randomness of our shadow. And then moon clashing with Saturn makes us feel like maybe we're not up to par. We're not really doing the right thing. We're not really on the right path. So when this aspect comes up, I always just say, please like make yourself a solid list of what you've accomplished because it's a lot and you know that. But sometimes these aspects come up and make us feel like we're not really on the right path and that's bullshit <laughs> so you know and honestly there's nothing wrong with not being on the right path like fuck the right path right what does that that even mean um, as long as you're doing what you feel is the next step just the next step not the next 20 steps but the next step to what will get you to the place that you want to be that is what is correct so that is my firm note about moon square saturn on Sunday, September 6th, Venus is going to enter Leo. So for the next few weeks, our passion will be big. Um, Venus in Leo is like a big glamour vibe. Uh, Venus is, of course, our planet of pleasure and values, and Leo is the artist of self-expression, the artist of the self, really, in the zodiac. So I would say that we will be feeling performative and love will be interested in, um, you know, the appearance, the body, the experience of making art, the experience of self-expression that really is pleasing. I think that this is a lovely, lovely um, planetary placement for us this month where a lot of other things are kind of, um, I would say, you know, a little bit uncomfortable. So keep that in mind. Venus and Leo is coming through for us on um, Sunday, September 6th. On this day, the moon will enter Taurus. So the moon will clash with Venus as those two signs are fixed signs. Um, but the moon in Taurus is the sign of its exaltation. So the moon for the next two days um, after this will be sailing on through this really luscious, gorgeous emotional territory, bringing us into, I would say, a really kind of empress-like energy. Um, so use that for any kind of magic that you have planned that you have desired um, the moon will meet up with Mars on Sunday so it's definitely a day of feeling our anger 
And the moon clashing with Venus too shows that we're going to have a little bit of a tug of war in our own hearts regarding what is really important and why. Um, and so doing some, you know, kind of ruminating over that is what will serve you in the next few days. So that is all that I have for you, the show. Thank you so much for speaking, for taking time <laughs> to listen to me talk about the planets um, and just for spending some time with me this evening or morning or afternoon or whenever you're listening. Um, I hope this finds you well. And as always, if you have any comments, questions, uh, please reach out to me. I'm always here and interested to, uh, in chatting. And um, if you like what you hear, please do uh, like and rate and uh, review the work on whatever platform you found it on because that's super helpful for other people finding my work. Okay, cool. Take care of yourselves. Yeah.